broadcasting on the BBC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the BBC. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 54 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom and I'm here with Trevor. Uh, no Damon again this week. So, uh, you know, if you're, you're a big Damon fan, um, still listen to the show because you should. Uh, but <laughs> we've got no Damon this week. Hopefully we will have him back next episode. I know we keep saying that, but uh, unfortunately, you know, Damon's got a lot going on. So hopefully we, we hear from him soon. And uh, you also might notice that I sound terrible. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <It's> okay. <laughs> yeah, I you know I got a little bit of a cold here going. I, I was just telling you know Trevor that I, I think uh, you know maybe maybe the bassiness in my voice will uh, you know maybe the listeners will like the bassiness. I don't know. <laughs> so <laughs> well, well, we can't have you sick every time we do an episode. So I mean that that's <laughs> that's a fair point. I, I prefer not to be sick every episode we do, but you know if it, if the fans like it, I mean you got to give the fans what they want, right? So <laughs> right. So, well, the first thing we want to talk about today is. We we have an announcement. I, I don't know if you want to make the announcement, Trevor, but I, I think we should we should make this announcement. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm super stoked for this. We've been working on this for actually a little while, um, but uh, when this airs tomorrow, you guys will probably notice that we have a new logo. So yeah, um, yeah it's uh, it, it's something that the three of us have been going back and forth on for uh, a while now. We um, we got um, someone to help us with designing it, and uh, I think it turned out really good. I, I I really like the the castle design with the microphones, and yeah, I'm See, I, I'm excited yeah. to share it. <laughs> I, I'm excited to share it too, and and so excited we actually got this logo like well over a week ago and i was like oh, i'm gonna share it right now and then we we're like no nah, let's wait let's wait for <laughs> yeah. the next episode just so we can share it with everybody uh with the next episode <laughs> yeah and yeah i guess you know let us know what you guys think i i i really like it i hope that you guys like it too <laughs> yeah and so what you'll what you'll see from us is and not to ruin the surprise of this but uh if you're listening to it you've already, you're already seeing it anyway so um, it's a castle, you know, much like, uh, the, you know, Cinderella castle, but not the same. If any Disney lawyers are listening, it is not Cinderella castle. Let's be, let's be clear about that. <laughs> it's a castle that it's, happens to look. Yeah. Like it's a castle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a castle. Okay. So it's, <laughs> but y'all, has, y'all know what we're thinking with this, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously. <laughs> um, and instead of uh, what do you call those, the turrets, you know, the, the towers, I mean, what, I don't know. What would you call them? The side? Those are, uh, spire. Or yeah. I would call them spires, I guess. But okay. Well, you know, like the side part of the castle where, you know, people go, you know, they shoot archery archers shoot out of those things not at, at disney world obviously because there's no need to defend that castle but <laughs> i don't even know where i'm going today this is going to be a crazy show yeah. <laughs> uh but so instead of those we have microphones uh it is gold it is it looks uh looks gorgeous so um not only are we going to replace all of our images on social media and our images on our podcast apps but we will also at some point soon here start selling some uh some merchandise as well with the logo on it so if you want to represent uh welcome home podcast and you know put that out there to everybody um you'll be able to do so soon enough so uh we're gonna we're gonna do that sometime soon here so uh stay tuned for that announcement when that comes but we're we're just excited that we have a new logo yeah it's this is the biggest step and then yeah like you said tom you know we're 
Um, I mean, I want that on a t-shirt when I look at it, it's like, yeah, I want to wear that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I hope other people do too. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so no, we're, we're excited about this. It's been a long time coming. I, I think those of you that have been listening to the show for a long time know that the original logo that we currently have was designed by me. I am not a graphic designer, so, uh, I, you know, we did the best we could and I think it took us a, a good long way. Um, I'm not that sad to see it go. I'm excited for the new, <laughs> for the new logo. Um, and excited for, for everybody to see it. So stay tuned for that. You know, check it out when you're, uh, you know, looking at your podcast in the morning, uh, you know, check it out and, and see our new logo. Let us know what you think. We'll probably put something up on the Facebook post about it. Maybe, maybe a poll or something. And, you know, if you hate it, then we'll, we'll go back to the drawing board, but <laughs> so please don't hate it. <laughs> yeah. Please don't hate it. We spent a lot of time working on it. Yeah. We like it. So, <laughs> yeah, but, but anyway, okay. So that's, that's that. Uh, let's talk about, so and we actually kind of talked about this. Uh, we did. Yeah, a little but, bit. But I, I saw this posting about it, and I wanted to talk about it more. Because we, we didn't really, like, talk about it, talk about it. So, and, and you know, I, one of our listeners actually kind of told us about this uh, a couple a couple episodes ago. About um, DVC changing the membership agreements to give uh, Disney greater flexibility in assigning use year. Um, so basically in the past, Disney has assigned a use year to a residential unit when it was declared for DVC inventory and all points were allotted to a specific unit in that use year. So once the use year was assigned to the unit and all the points were points within, it was never changed. Now, when Disney sells points to the public, you can assign any of the eight use years to those points. So a unit may have points with different use years. Uh, it also means that Disney, when Disney reacquires points uh, by foreclosure or right of first refusal, they can change the use years of those points as well when it sells it. Um, and, you know, so this change applies to all DVC resorts. It's new language that's already in the uh, master declarations for uh, Copper Creek and, uh, and and Riviera when that's when that's coming through. So. Um, this was talked talked about a little bit by our listener, and not to say that we didn't believe our listener, but because um, we did, we did. But you know, there's also a lot of times where DVC guides will, uh, you know, where I've seen that DVC guides have maybe told people things that were not true. Um, you know, yeah. Or- there's a very strange. Uh, you're right. Like, like, yeah. When you when you talk to someone over the phone, it's like you know, you, you, three different people will give you five different answers, right? Exactly. Like, exactly. <laughs> it, and and again, not to say that that you know we, I wasn't skeptical about this. I I I read into this, you know, uh, even a couple episodes ago. Is you know it it made sense, right? Like if you think about it, um, the you know when Disney buys back contracts, they do want to be able to sell them at whatever user they you know they have because you know if somebody's buying direct through disney they don't want to tell them oh no you got to wait until we have a june available and then it's like six months before disney finds one right like yeah and yeah yeah it's and i was trying to what i was trying to find out and you know trying to figure out with this is where the where's the downside right is this is this screwing over dvc owners somehow um is it you know dvc somehow being greedy or uh, does this affect the resale market at all? So I actually had reached out to our friend Nick over at uh, at a DVC resale market to ask what he thought about it. And so I, I just wanted to read that really quick because I thought his, his response was mm-hmm. interesting. And, and he really just said, 
I think this gives DVC more flexibility so they can better meet demand. Now, if they have a long wait list for members wanting to add on with September use years for Bay Lake Tower, for example, they don't have to only focus on one eighth of Bay Lake Tower resale market, but whatever use year they want to meet that demand makes it much easier on them. Really, this is a no brainer on their part. I don't see much of an impact to resale really just benefit to Disney. So that's what Nick said. Um, so it sounds like it doesn't really affect resale at all. It just sounds like it's more convenient for Disney and really more convenient for the DVC owner. Now, I am sure we have some hardcore listeners on the that listen to the show that um, you know probably have found a way that this is Disney screwing over members. So if you if you do know that, please email us and we will read it on the next episode. Yeah, but um, you know, I, I just I look at it as a good thing. Uh, you know, it it's definitely gives them an edge um over resale i feel like you know a little bit because resale just kind of has to deal with whatever the current use year is whereas disney now can just be like oh you want march use year here's march use year you know and and that's and that's definitely a benefit to them yeah and and if you think about like you know disney when people come to disney it's you know with the intent you know you want to buy direct because you want to have the perks and you know, Disney wants to give that to you. And I think before it was kind of a, I feel like they were getting into a situation where they realized people were coming to them and saying, oh, you know, I want, you know, Bay Lake Tower with a September use year. And Disney says, you know, yeah, we can do that, but it's going to take a couple of months. And in that time, that same person goes to the resale market and, you know, buys up the contract. So then, of course, you know, Disney sees it as, hey, you know, we're, we're missing out on that quote unquote resale. But um, again, it also gives them the ability to have more people buy direct. And, and again, you know, it works definitely for adding on. It works. It works for anybody that wants to talk to Disney direct. Um, and yeah, I, I think the, like uh, like you said, it's, it seems like this is how Disney's giving themselves an edge over the resale market. Um, I do agree with Nick, though. I don't see the resale market going anywhere because, you know, Disney's still going to charge you a markup to to buy it direct but that's because you're getting the perks and everything with it and you know whether whether the perks are worth it or not totally different discussion and it's really you know on a on a per person basis if they decide that it is worth it or not um but yeah you know why why would they not give themselves the flexibility to do this if they could right yeah and i I, you know I should also point out, by the way, this change doesn't affect uh, current DVC members, right? So, yeah, um, it's it's if you already have a contract, it doesn't affect you. Your deeds retain your original use year. If you sell your membership, it'll stay on the resale market. Then it'll uh, stay with the same use year. So it, it doesn't affect any current owners. It's just if you're buying new owners, that language is in the new master agreement, right? So. That's that's really what what's coming up here. So, and, and by the way, I want to give credit for this article to uh, dvcnews.com, so make sure you check that out. But um but yeah, no, I mean I I it doesn't sound like there's a downside to this. Now, I'm sure somebody will email us, email us and tell us there is a downside that we're just not seeing, but to me it sounds like a great thing for both members and for Disney. Uh it gives them the opportunity to uh, sell whatever you share they want. And then also it gives members the opportunity to essentially choose your you share if you're buying direct. So, yeah, I get, I guess the one question that I, I, I saw somebody bring this up on Facebook was, um, I guess the thinking around it, um, not a downside is that, um, I don't actually know what the spread is for users. I don't know if anybody other than Disney knows what the user spread is across all the resorts, but I got to wonder if this is 
partly a way for them to balance it out as well. Like maybe there's some places where, you know, they're, they're really heavy on a September use year, but they don't have like the inventory is very light on like a February use year. And, and again, you know, that kind of depends on when people are using it, right? Like your user, it really, you, you should be trying to buy a user according to um, when you travel, because you don't want to be, you know, you know, booking, your stuff like 10 days before your use years up, because if you do have to cancel, you know, that's it. Like you, you basically lose your points. Right. So, um, so I can see, yeah, yeah. I, I can see where this is like kind of a good way for them to like, if they do see that, you know, one, one resort is more lopsided to a certain month than others, maybe this is a way for them to balance it out too. I mean, my assumption is, this, is they're spread out equally, but I mean, that's probably a dumb assumption. That's probably just, me being naive about this. I, I, my assumption has always been that all the use years are, are, are equally represented. But again, this is, you know, and some of our hardcore listeners that are really into the minutia of DVC, uh, you know, have, have told us before, it's like, you guys don't know anything about DVC, do you? It's like, well, you know, we do, but, but some of this stuff we don't, you know, the, I, I mean, yeah, the, the, this is very deep into, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that management side of it, which like I said, you know, I don't, I mean, maybe someone is aware of that, aware of of users and and how it's all inventoried and everything i know for myself personally when we went to buy our contract for the polynesian um when we talked with our our rep at disney he asked us the question he, he said up front you know which user do you want and at the time you know we were kind of like well i don't know but you know here are the months that we we plan to travel the most and he was like oh well then you know i'll give you this user and I was like, okay, fine. Like, yeah, like it, it it didn't seem like a big deal to me at the time, but that now that I'm into it, I kind of realized that it is important. Sure. But it's one of those things that you know you don't. I, yeah, I don't know how many people when they first got into Disney were necessarily thinking about how the user spread <laughs> is out there. No, I I mean it's it's not something I thought about, and, and truthfully, I I've never really. I mean, use year hasn't really ever mattered to me. I, I've never been at a point where I'm like, oh, no, I'm, I'm about to, you know, come up against my, my deadline, my banking deadline, or I'm, I'm you know, uh, my, you know, use years coming up. I got to wait to to book. I, I, I just have never had that be an issue. I, and I know it is an issue for some people. So I'm not please. I'm not downplaying that. Um, I just know for me, I, I kind of ignore my use year. I don't even care what my use my my use years are March and April. I have two of them. Um, and, and I've never had an issue with them being March and April. So, uh, I take, I tend to typically travel in the summertime, so that's probably part of it. Um, but you know, that's, it's never something that's actually come up as a thing for me. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I, I guess, yeah, I, I guess whatever comes of them changing around the, the users, I guess, I guess we'll have to wait to, to see if it does actually have an effect. You know, what if all of a sudden, you know, everybody has a December use year. Does that mean, yeah. I, I guess, does that govern when people are going or does it really matter? Because like you said, you know, most people, the use years when your points reset, but does outside of, you know, booking immediately when your use year ends or when it begins, um, does it really affect your travel all that much? And, and that, I guess that's kind of an open-ended question to anybody out there. Like, you know, I, I'd kind of like to, I'd be curious to hear if anybody else has a different angle on this because I, I don't I hear see it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to hear it too, because I, I feel like there is some way that this is bad. 
<laughs> or maybe you know what I mean? maybe this is good. Maybe 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 this is all around a win win for everybody. But again, I'm just not seeing it as all. So well, you know, and let's say too, they're saying flexibility, right? So it's not that Disney is like. I would doubt that Disney's just going every single request they're just giving, right? I would bet there's a limit to what they can do. That would be my assumption because all this is saying is that it gives them the flexibility to do it if they want to, you right. know? I mean, maybe maybe they don't have to in certain cases or maybe they don't want to in certain cases. Maybe they have limits on how many times they're going to do it. So, I, I, And I don't know the answers to any of that. So, And I, I don't even know if any, any of our listeners do. That's, you know, kind of... Back, you know, backstage stuff that's that's going on that we really don't know about unless you work for DVC, right? So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I do find it an interesting conversation, though, and I would love to to hear some opinions about it. So, write us, you know, send us a message on Facebook. Um, please don't call us stupid. Uh, you can if you want to. I mean, it would just you know, it'd be nice if you didn't. Uh, so, I, I don't think anyone's called us stupid to date. And I mean, if you want to call us out, that's fine. I. But yeah, I mean, give us sure. a reason too, right? Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, if it's because we're stupid, that's you know, I, I, again, I'd appreciate if you didn't call us that. Maybe lack of knowledge. Let's go with that. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> All right, so let's stop talking about this uh, boring topic of uh, years. and let's yeah. let's talk about Star Wars. You want to talk about Star Wars? Oh boy, Star Wars land. Who who hasn't heard of Star Wars land? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of disappointed Damon's not on this episode because we're talking yeah. about toys, and toys are like Damon's thing. You know, yeah. Well, sorry, collectibles because he doesn't take them out of the box. Well, yeah, that's right. And I'm looking. (laughs) I'm looking at my uh, Figment Funko Pop that is sitting outside the box right now, that's smiling at me, and um, you know, don't care that it's outside the box. I'm happy it's outside the box. I I wouldn't disagree (laughs) because I take all my toys out of the box too. So that's what I'm saying. Toys are meant to be played with. Uh, we could say all this stuff because uh, he's not here. So, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure he will correct us when he when he gets yeah, back on. When, yeah, that's true. Yeah. He's probably he's somewhere. Damon is is cursing at us right now. So yeah, you can't take well, it out of the box. It loses well, he's all of its value. His house. Yeah, yeah he's, exactly. He's, well, he's, he's unpacking his, his house. Those guys. Yeah. Yeah. He just got, he just got goosebumps and he doesn't know why and it's because we're <laughs> we're trashing taking toys out of the box. Yeah. So. <laughs> Anyway, I, I don't know if you watched this, but I actually live streamed the uh, Star Wars um, fan experience thing that was happening in Chicago a couple weeks ago. Um, uh, no, I didn't live stream it, but I did. I did see a lot of the stuff that came out of it, like little yeah. bits and pieces. Yeah, because there was a lot of stuff they revealed there, which is funny because like they revealed a bunch of stuff on something that was like being live streamed on like Facebook. Like, you know, it's yeah. it's kind of it, I appreciate that Disney kind of varies how they make their announcements on things. And and I think this was a cool way to do it. But um, what we're talking about here is, you know, we've talked before that guests will be able to customize some uh, different toys uh, as part of Star Wars land. One of those things is going to be you're going to be able to build, build some droids. Um, so and, and it w- uh, we got some more details about this. And uh, basically, guests will be able to build either an R2 or BB series droid. Um, which stands roughly 18 inches tall, remote controlled. Uh, the control functionality is just kind of like forward, backwards, left, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there's also uh, stuff you can like, there's ex- accessories you can add, uh, like bl- blasters and tools and stuff like that. Um, and so, you know, basically they're so customizable that they'll even be able to react uh, in, in Star Wars land. They'll be able to re- react to things uh, in Star Wars land, which is pretty cool. <laughs> So, okay, so people are going to be driving these things around Star Wars land. 
I'm telling you right now, if it's a BB one, it's gonna get punted. I mean, it's somebody is gonna well, kick that thing like. I mean, well, even outside of that, I mean, at 18 inches tall, how like somebody's kid is gonna step on these or trip over them or something like? I mean, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're you're not wrong, <laughs> and and there's there's a part there's something we're gonna talk about in a few minutes here too that also kind of relates to this, uh, which which is is part of this conversation, but. Um, I mean, nonetheless, I think these are pretty cool. I mean, they are. I mean, they, they look really good. Like I'm, I, I looked at the pictures. I saw like you could make wrecks. It looks like yeah, which is kind of cool for anyone that likes the old um, Star Tours. Yeah, with wrecks. Like yeah, it's it, it's a. Uh, I mean, who wouldn't want these? Uh, like I, I remember having like C three PO as a toy when I was a kid. You know the the Mattel, you know cheapo plastic ones like <laughs> yeah why why would you not want a well-built droid <laughs> well and i i have one of those remote control bb8s they came out with a couple of years ago mm-hmm. my, my wife bought it for me and it's you know you control it from your phone and it's awesome but when i got it i was like wow this thing is small it, it was it's yeah. so small um and it, i mean don't get me wrong it's very cool but also like so tiny small and i was like not that I expected something huge. I mean, not that I expected like a full size BB-8, but it was—I don't know. It, and it's also one of those things that I played with like three times, and then I was like, "All right, that was you yeah." Kind of goes on fun. a shelf. Yeah, but. it's sitting on a shelf behind me as I'm talking to you right now, and I've not used it in a year at least. But what's cool about this though too is you can swap out panels, stickers, leg pieces, um, and then also I guess there's a—you can insert like a personality chip so you can give it different personalities too, which is pretty cool. Um. So yeah, and I guess when they open, there's going to be a resistance chip, a smuggler chip, and one for the first order. So I feel as though. Uh, so, please, Disney, don't come after me for saying this, but oh boy, oh the, boy, the, this seems like something that could actually have a fairly decent modding scene behind it. As in, like you know, getting aftermarket chips and pieces and stuff, where people are going to hack this thing. Like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Like I, I mean. Yeah, depending on how these chips are set up, yeah, it, it, someone could probably figure out how to, you know, make them do whatever you want. So you could get a really customized, you know, a, a droid out of it. Which, again, that th- this is getting into you know pretty hardcore Star Wars fan domain, but <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I do it could see, happen. I could yeah, see it. Like, yeah, like these 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 things do not look cheap at all. Like they they look like decent like model kit level level uh droids so yeah why not <laughs> well and i also thought i was i'm just reading more of this article too and by the way there's an, the, the articles from polygon um is the website but also it's on ww wdwnt where you know we get a lot of our stuff from but but the original articles on polygon but the chips are are significant 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 because once they're installed <laughs> It, it kind of uh, dictates how the droids will react to the land. Right. So if it's affiliated with, you know, I, I guess, uh, you know, a droid uh, affiliated with resistance personality chip will be happy in lands areas of the land occupied by resistance, for, resistance forces. But that same droid might be scared or on guard when held down by first order troops. So that's uh, that kind of stuff is really cool. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, they've really thought of a lot with this. That 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 uh, a lot of detail, a lot of neat things that they're doing, uh, especially with with uh, this kind of thing. You know, where where they're going to be interacting with the land based on what kind of chip that you put in them. Yeah, for sure. 
I did. Oh, I did notice actually. Kind of going back to the idea of these things getting punted, is I do see that you can. Uh, you it looks like there's a bag you can get for it. So I think you know if you're if you're carrying it around and, but it was in a bag, and then you know like you could yeah pull it out and and use it in the different areas instead of like I I I mean when it first opens up, there's no way you're driving one of these things across. No galaxy <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, no way that's happening like like you pull it out you use it in the area and then you put it away that that seems a little more reasonable to me because especially for the or well i shouldn't say for the price these things look like they're going to be expensive they haven't actually released the price yet but these don't look like they're going to be cheap so no yeah, yeah I, I don't I, think they are at all yeah I, I couldn't imagine you know putting one of these things together and then, yeah, like you said, having some kid punt it into the bushes. <laughs> I mean, I just yeah. see that happening. I just see it getting kicked as, like, not on purpose. Not, oh, and, no, no, you no. Know, yeah, but no, not on purpose. Just, you know, they're, accidental. They're, they're at that height, right? They're, they're small enough and they're, you know, you know, kids are, I mean, oh, my God. Like, you know, kids and adults are going to be so hyped up about Star Wars. Line. They're not going to be looking where they're walking. Like, no. I mean, you put a bunch of small droids in their path, like... You're going to be looking up. You're not yeah. going to be looking down at your feet. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I think these are cool. I don't, I'm not like a toy guy, so I don't know if I would buy one. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I, but I do think they're neat looking. And I, I don't know if you, if anybody has seen that video, uh, that live stream from that Star Wars event, they, they released some details about like some of the other, like the stuffed animals they're going to have, some of the other like action figure type things they're going to have. Um, what I really think is cool is that they're making all of the like stuffed animal type items look like they're handmade. You know, it looks like local people like, you know, sewed them together. Like it's got like a it, it, they've got like a very handmade quality to them, which it, is kind of cool. It, they, they're really making this out to be different than the rest of or I shouldn't say the rest, but they're giving it a unique identity over like just buying standard merchandise at any of the stores. Right. Like. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I, I think they're doing a good job of it because, I mean, they could have easily... It's easy to screw this up, it, right? So... <laughs> it, it, this could have been the same stuff you could have found in the Emporium on Main Street. Yep. Like, they could have just done that. They could have just said, you know, oh, yeah, we've got Star Wars stuff. Or, like, the same stuff you find in Tomorrowland, which... Actually, even Tomorrowland, they, they remove most of the, the Star Wars-related stuff. It's all other IPs now, but... Um, but yeah, you're you're right. Is you know it could have just been you know standard Mickey Mouse stuff and all that. They're they're really going out of their way to say you no know, Star Wars land is where you get Star Wars stuff. <laughs> exactly, and it, that's a good point because they, I mean, they could probably throw just you know Mickey as a, you know a stormtrooper or you know I don't know Minnie as Princess Leia or something in there, and people would probably buy it. But no one's no one would look at that and go, oh, I can't believe that's here. Like that would never be here. Uh, you know, people would just My buy immersion. it. You know. <laughs> Right, but because yeah. I, I, I don't think you have people that are immersion snobs, like right, that are walking around going like, "Well, pff, that wouldn't be there." I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, but maybe you do. Maybe there are people that walk around, you know, at at, at Harry Potter, you know, and 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 look up and go, "There's a plane there," and are like, "Well, there wouldn't be a plane," and you know, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, but I, I'm I'm sure there's some snobs out there, I guess, that are, are have an issue with that. But I I think most people would probably just not care. But I like that they're going to these lengths to, yeah, like, you know, yeah. Uh, the one thing, like, I'm actually looking at the uh, the R2 and BB series droid 
heads right now are the ones that they showed on the display. And it, to your point is, you know, they could have very easily put Mickey ears on one of them. Oh, God, yeah, they could. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I, maybe they'll do that in the future. Maybe they'll do a limited edition one that has, like, the Mickey Mouse ears on it. And, you know, everyone will or, be all over that. But You know what, though? Or offer it, just offer it, like, right outside, like, the Star Wars land. I don't know. Put it like if you're gonna do that, maybe just offer it somewhere right outside Star Wars Land. If that, if you're gonna be like yeah. careful about that, you know. So, but, in, yeah. in thinking about it, because th- this is kind of on the same level as the uh, the Banshees in Pandora, right? Yeah. So they've they've started branching out on where you can buy the Banshees now, if I recall. Oh yeah, I think I saw somebody say that you could buy those somewhere yeah, else, the, but I yeah, I haven't been to the parks. I I'm I'm on a long break here, so. Um, (laughs) yeah, so I haven't, I haven't been to the parks recently enough to, uh, to know, but, uh, yeah, I've heard that you could buy them elsewhere. Yeah. So, so I wouldn't be surprised if for right now, you know, that this stuff is going to be available exclusively in star Wars land, but then, you know, a year down the line, you start seeing, um, yeah, the droids popping up in, in other places. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely possible. And, you know, I was thinking too, because even Pandora, which is really immersive, right? And it, and it does a really good job of being immersive. Mm-hmm. Um, there are still things that are there that take you out of the immersion, right? I mean, when you go up and you scan your fast pass or it has big signs that say standby time, wait time, uh, you know, standby time, fa- fast pass time, that kind of takes you out of it. Because, you know, the whole idea is, you know, it's it, you're not thinking you're supposed to be going on a ride, right? You're supposed to... <laughs> Supposed to be experiencing well, these things, so I, I don't know. I disagree I with you on that. You do? Honestly. Okay. Oh no, yeah. let's, uh, no. Tell me. Tell me. I, you well, because so so I I think even with the fast pass and standby lines, like yeah, you're right. They have to have that there. Yeah. But the way that they theme those signs, um, it does still fit in with the theme of the area. So so like yeah, that's true. flight of passage. The signs are still very, um, it, it looks like, I can't remember the name of the company now. It's totally blanking on me. But but yeah, the, it's that that company that's supposed to be working in the area. It looks like one of their signs. Um, even the the FastPass scanning symbols, they're not Mickey Mouse heads. They are the uh, the corporate logo for the company that's running the... Uh, the yeah. navi yeah. No, human I know what you mean. interaction right like like they you're right yeah. I, I i do think that they went above and beyond and i think you're going to see the same thing in 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 galaxy's edge is that there will be um i i really hope i'm, I'm gonna make one of my stupid predictions and i'm Ooh. probably gonna be wrong on this but i think it would be cool if smugglers run had the resistance logo for the fast pass line Ooh. and um Rise of the Resistance had the New Order logo for its Fast Pass. So, like, because then the two different rides, it's like, you know, because the park is kind of split down the middle like that. Yep. If if the Fast Pass logo is actually reflected that on where where you scan your your Magic Band, I think that would be cool. Well, and and this is assuming that they do Fast Passes at all. I mean, we all assume they're going to do it eventually, but. They have said up front that there will be no fast passes to start off. So, right. um, I mean, I assume, I, I think everyone assumes that at some point they will offer fast pass there. I'm sure they built the lines and everything, but I mean, who knows? I, you know, maybe this could be a new thing that's not going to happen. I, I, I don't know. But um, you, by the way, did you see? You really Sorry, think that they will take out fast pass lines? I don't think they would. No, I don't know. I'm, I'm saying I don't think they would. <laughs> I'm just saying I, I. it's interesting to me that they're not offering it up front. 
and that they've been kind of non-committal about offering it in the future. Right. That's, that's that's all I'm fair. saying. Okay. Yeah, and um, I mean, I don't. I it it could be very well that they're going to plan to do it. You know, in 2020, like they're going to you know they're going to be ready to do it. Crowds are going to dissipate a little bit, and then they'll be like, okay, well now we can feel we feel like we can offer fast passes. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe they never will. I just don't. I just don't know. I I, I think it's interesting that they've been like, we'll give you updates basically if when we decide otherwise. I don't know. Well, I I think we'll know as early as June 23rd. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but did you see the other one, the the DJ uh, R3X Droid, which you could hook up to Bluetooth uh, and and be a Bluetooth speaker? Did you see that one? No, I didn't. Yeah. So oh, really? since since he's now the DJ at the at the cantina, mm-hmm. um, you could get a version of him that has a Bluetooth speaker where you can play music through it. And I was like, that's that's pretty cool. I like that idea. Okay. I I actually like that better than any of the other droids. Because <laughs> I will use a Bluetooth speaker and yeah, exactly. I, I will be That's happy useful. just, you know, yeah, just, you know, let them sit there, let them, you know, play my Spotify list and... That's great. And, and yeah, you're right. It is, you know, that versus the droid, which as you said, you know, the droid goes on the shelf too, but you're not actively taking the droid out and driving it around. I, yeah, I, exactly. I can see that being a lot more popular than the droid. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would agree with that because it is useful unless it's like a crap. It's a really bad speaker. You know, if it's a bad speaker and it just yeah. sounds like. You know, I, I've 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 heard some really bad Bluetooth speakers before, and it's just it's unlistenable. It's like why even you know why even use it? But I, so I don't know if that's you know I don't know what kind of quality it's going to be, but hopefully it would be a good quality. So yeah, I I would expect a bare minimum from Disney, but I I, I shouldn't yeah. say that because they're not in the business of selling Bluetooth speakers either. They're they're not. Um, but you know, I'm I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Yeah. So. Anything else you want to say about the toys before we move on to this next Star Wars thing? No, uh, I think I think until we see more about it, I'm I'm really curious to see what's going to happen here in the next month with uh, Disneyland because this is going to be our real real first taste of how this stuff is going to shake down. Yeah, for sure, it's going to be interesting because I do feel like they're kind of holding back and waiting to make decisions for Disney World until they see how things shake out in Disneyland. Yeah. Right? Because th- those Disneyland people are going to be the real guinea pigs here, <laughs> like you know, yeah. they're they're the they're the people that are really going to be uh, you know working through all the kinks on this stuff. So, um, do you want to talk about the about the Disneyland uh, about the opening at Disneyland since we're talking about it? Yeah, let's uh, let's jump into it. So, um, so yeah, I guess they did send out a communication um, to travel agents. Uh, Disney has announced that guests who have already booked a stay at the three Disney resorts from May thirty first to June twenty third will receive an email with details about uh, how about the reservation to access Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Um, so for those that don't know, if you're staying on site, um, you get one time slot to get into Galaxy's Edge. So it's guaranteed. Um, the instructions will be sent out to the email address on file. Each, reg- each registered guest will receive a reservation time to view the land for the very first time. Guests will have a total of four hours in the land during their sole reservation period. If they leave before the four hours is up, they cannot re-enter. That's interesting. Wow. Yeah, that, <laughs> they are being really strict about this. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel, you know, they've learned a lot from Toy Story Land. They've learned a lot from Pandora. Yep, and 
you know, I think we've all been talking about this for a couple of years is like, you know, when Pandora came out, I was like, God, that was busy. How are they going to do this with, you know, Galaxy's Edge is just going to be wall to wall people forever. Right. Yep. And I mean, this is their answer is that, no, you know, we are we are now controlling how many people come in. You will have a reservation. You will not, you know, you cannot just go in there and spend all day there like that yeah. they don't you can't want just that. wander around all day yeah you have because, four hours how are they going to enforce that though are they like how are they going to find these people like are they just going to kick everyone out after that four hour period how, how I, does that work i feel it's going to be kind of like um like the after hours events they're oh where it's like you scan your band and then, then they're like well you're not part of this you're not your time is not during this time so yeah, I because because that was kind of the same thing. Like I I, re, I remember it very vividly because the, so when I went to the after hours event, this dude got real mad in front of us when we went to get on Space Mountain because <laughs> we watched the fireworks and then we went straight over to Tomorrowland and everybody else who finished watching the fireworks had I, I think there was a lot of people that even though the park was closed at that point, they figured they could get in one more ride and they got to the front or they got to the ride. And the people at the front, there there was like four of them standing there going, you know, you need to show us a band or you're not getting in here. And those and you know, these people were like, What the heck? Like, <laughs> what what do you mean we can't get in here? And they and they, you know, were explaining to people, sorry, the park's closed, go somewhere else. This is how Galaxy's Edge is gonna go, is it's gonna be, Oh, you don't have the green wristband? Sorry, you're not getting in here right now. And and you know, they're gonna say, you know, I, I think it's gonna be like, you know, eight to twelve. 12 to four, four to eight, like three cycles throughout the day kind of thing. So everybody all during the, there's not going to be any overlap. So it, it'll no. be like show up at this time and then the time ends at this time and then everyone get out. That's exactly going to be it. Because if you're booking a time slot, they're telling you, you know, you have to be here at this time. Right. And, and there's no way they're going to do this overlap because then they're going to have to be figuring out while well, we're doing, you know, the green and the blue ones and the red ones are, you know, you know, starting to go away, but like it's that would be a disorganized mess. Yeah, yes. so like it would so screw I, everything up. Yeah. I can see three to four blocks per day, and it's going to be very. You know, you show up at eight, you're here till noon. Once noon hits, we clear everybody out. Or, you know, you know, or after eleven thirty, you know, they stop letting people with the current bands onto the rides, and then or like or they stop letting new people into the into the lines, and then as they get out. It's going to be, you know, they're going to have people walking around going, if like, you know, it, it, it's going to be kind of like, like the the new order, like stormtroopers being like, show us your identification, or <laughs> that's, you know, that's we'll, funny. we'll kick you out, right? <laughs> I think it would be kind of cool actually if they did that, where like they got a bunch of stormtroopers and to they just, just sweep like the whole place. yeah, just sweep the whole place, be like, you know, and have them just be like, get out, like you know, just yelling at people to get out of the land, like that would be amazing. Like they uh, should do that. If they're not doing that, they need to do that. That would be very <laughs> immersive, and I would, I would enjoy that. the The funny thing is, is you know, you and I, and I think a lot of people <laughs> listening to this would be like, "Yeah, that is amazing." Yeah, and there would be so many people that don't. I guess relations I, yelling at well, guest relations yeah, people. You know, <laughs> you know, people that don't understand Star Wars, don't understand yeah. Disney. They would be like, "This person was rude to me and told me to get out," and it's like. I demand free fast passes for life, a refund of every trip I've ever taken, and Dole Whips for my the rest of my life. <laughs> I would well, I would argue for the Dole Whip myself, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, yeah, that's that's true. 
but but you know i mean that's that's the kind of things that people do when they 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 don't have the expectation they expect at disney is they they demand all these things and and you know disney will i mean listen i've complained at disney before because they they've made a mistake and when they make mistakes they they go over the top and they fix them but there's a lot of people that take advantage of that and uh, you know a lot of people that will complain about small things and expect a lot in return so you're and right that people this will is different yeah, th- yeah this is different too right like it's it, and, and i i think they're gonna have a hard enough time managing people you know for that for them to make it an immersive thing like that you know because like to me you know getting kicked out by the stormtroopers i would have a laugh at that i would be like that oh, was yeah. so funny right but there would be there would be that one person yep. that you know stands there and goes you know i was you know finishing my drink and this guy was shooting me out and how rude right and it's like even though yeah. they're telling everyone the end time ahead of time like yeah, even though they're exactly. telling everyone they're, you need to be out by noon you know people would someone will that. always you know forget and well, it's sad it, it's sad that we even have to have this conversation but I I, th- that's why i feel like it's just going to be a very hard you know you know if you don't have the blue wristband you know you're out like you know well, somebody yeah. will be escorting you out of this place <laughs> well there's the other part of it too though like whenever i see a stormtrooper at like hollywood studios like and they like you know say you know things to you like give you commands like it's just kind mm-hmm. of funny right you just kind of laugh at them like ah they're doing their stormtrooper thing right like you know yeah, you play along though right like, like oh yeah, we did yeah that. sure you, you, yeah you're like, like they they're, they're like come with me and you're like okay okay yeah <laughs> but that's what I feel like what happened though too is like people are like ah stormtroopers they're telling me to leave I mean they're saying yeah. you know get out of this area immediately. I'm not going anywhere though, because this is just all part of the show, you know. Like, yeah. It, but I don't know. I just think it would be a cool way to to, to shuffle everybody out. But yeah. here's the other question too: If you say okay, everybody's got to be out by noon, and you have all these stragglers, you're gonna have to have some sort of overlap time where the new people are coming in and the old people are leaving, right? I mean, there's got to be some sort of half hour period there where there's a switchover. Yeah, I, that's where I think you know they're gonna start making that move probably at like. Like if you're going from eight to twelve and then twelve to four, or maybe this is where like I was thinking, or maybe it's one to five, because yeah. then yeah, that gives them that hour to kind of, you know, push the remainder out and then start the next one. But I also realized too, I remember them saying that um there's for for the first month, there's only going to be the one entrance in and the one entrance out. It's not gonna be that you oh, can yeah. go back in the way you came. So that actually allows them, if you think about it, they you can do um they can basically form a line and they can push people out of the park. You like, like having a line of cast members, just, just advancing everybody to the exit. So then you don't get anybody that, you know, you know, stops like, cause, cause then, you know, all the, any of the shops and the rides and everything, the people know, you know, past a point it's nope, you know, we're going to, we're going to say, you know, time to go everybody like start from the entrance and push everybody out to the exit. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that really makes sense. Um, This is, you know, here's the thing though. The, where are these? Because people have already reserved this, right? So mm-hmm. we should be able to know what these time periods are, but I haven't seen it posted anywhere. I haven't seen anybody yeah. say anything about it. Yeah. I've, so. I've heard of people getting their reservations, but nobody has actually said when yet. Yeah, like what their time period is, right? Yeah. So if, if somebody out there, if one of our listeners has a reservation, let us know. 
Um, we'd love to know what your time period is just so we can kind of figure this out. Cause we're speculating, even though this is a thing that some people obviously know already. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, again, I'm, yeah. I'm just thinking, you know, if, if I was Disney and I was going to do this, this is how I would do crowd control. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cause it, it makes sense, right? You know, you, you, you have a single flow of traffic for entrance and exit. And then, you know, they let them have their four hours and then it's, you know, start from this point have the line of cast members basically like, you know, at the end of the parade, when they have the rope and they're kind of walking the end of the parade, it'll be the same kind of thing, right? Like they'll just be, you know, okay, everybody time to go get out. And then, and then once they've gotten it so far, they, they can let the next group in. Right. Yeah. And well, you know, you know, another thing I find interesting though, too, is that they're opening this to the public. So initially they'd only said that they were doing the Disneyland resorts, but now they're opening it to the public on May, on May 2nd. They're opening it to the public for the reservations for May 31st to June 23rd, which I thought was weird. Right. Well, <laughs> like, but, but those are again, limited slots too. So the, this is, they have the, to be uh, super limited, right? Like how many people could it be? Well, good question. Cause yeah, I guess depending on and maybe this is why they did it this way is that now that they've had, or they've given the people who are staying on site enough time to figure out, you know, when they're doing their bookings, they've probably got a good idea now of, you know, you know, on these days we've got this many people. So then they can open up the remaining slots to, to the public. Well, yeah. And I'm sure that's what it is. I I guess what my, here's my question, right? So let's say you have your four hours, right? And you, everyone's immediately going to go get online for Smuggler's Run, right? That's what everyone's mm-hmm. going to do, right? Yeah. Well, so there's two hours gone. Yeah. If you have too many people in the land, then you could end up spending the whole four hours waiting in line for that one ride, and then not explore any of the rest of the land. Like, what if it breaks down? I mean, it's it's going to yeah. break down one of those days, right? Like during your four hour time period, wouldn't you be you'd be so mad if during your four hour time period it broke down? I don't know. Yep. I'm just I'm just thinking here, like the the of the potential PR disasters that could occur. So, oh shoot, I, sh- you know, I wish I, um, I did see a diagram of the loading system for Smuggler's Run, and I, it's I a bunch of different ride systems. We, yeah, yeah. So, so the thing about Smuggler's Run is that the, the like if you look at it from the overhead, it actually looks like like the chambers of a revolver. Yep. So, so they load people in and then it, you know, it moves them around and then they unload on the other side and then move back. But then there's multiple stations doing that. So I think, I think there's I mean, four of them from what I've seen. Yeah. So, it's either so four or six, I don't remember. Yeah. So at the worst, I mean, worst case scenarios, if they have one or two of those running, you're not getting, yeah, the amount of people going through is going to be extremely slow. And that's where, you know, like you said, you're going to have crazy long wait times. They would have to have all of them broken down for it to completely stop. I mean, if that's the case, like, yeah, they they got bigger problems, I think. Yeah, exactly. But But I just think of, you know, I I read Marty Sklar's book, right? The, the famous imaginary Marty Sklar. Yeah. And in his book, he talks about a lot about when you first open a ride, it's, it's a huge challenge, especially an innovative ride, something you've never done before. It is a huge challenge to keep, the uh, efficiency of that ride up right so it's it's a huge challenge just to make sure that it stays running constantly 
Um, and in in the book, he talks about like um, Ellen's Energy Adventure. You know, the moving theater at the time. You know, while that didn't age very well at the time, that was super revolutionary, right? And it's it took them years to get it up to like ninety. You know, in the high nineties of efficiency, where it wasn't breaking down all the time. Um, so you, you got to wonder, and and same thing. Look, look at Flight of Passage, or you know, or uh, or Frozen. Indiana you know? Jones is a good example if we want to stay on the West Coast, actually. Yeah, it, yeah. if you want to go with West Coast, yeah. Or, I mean, even Di- Dinosaur still breaks down all the time. So, I yeah, mean, well, but, Indy's the same ride. And, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, we're, what, 20 years into it, and they still can't <laughs> keep it running all the time. <laughs> but that's, I mean, but to your point, if one of those things breaks down, at least you still have the other three or, you know, five or whatever it is. Um, but I just, you know, with that limited amount of people and that limited amount of time, I feel like when you're putting a time limit on it, it, it puts them in a bad position if something happens, you know? Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with you there for sure. But I, I guess the, so the other thought on this too is that, um, again, this all plays back into what we've been talking about here is that the way the reservation system works is that there is a finite amount of people that could possibly be waiting for the ride. So, you know, you know, let's, let's throw it out there. Let's say, you know, that they allowed in, I'm going to go really low on this and say like 5,000 people at a, for four hours. Right. And let's say that, you know, smugglers run can move through, you know, let's say like a thousand people an hour. So you could feasibly, if everybody lined up, you could feasibly get them through or well sorry 4,000 people let in 1,000 people an hour so you get so you get you know everybody through in those four hours but then yeah like you said those last people get screwed because you know they've spent their entire time waiting for for the the ride (laughs) so but there, there there has been reports that that the hourly capacity of smugglers run is 1,800 people Okay, so so actually, then yeah, back to what I was saying. You know what? Five thousand people, you yep. can get that amount of people through in less than four hours, assuming that everything is running at a hundred percent. Exactly. But then, yeah, I guess you know, even if it gets cut in half, that's still nine hundred people at a time. Well, but yeah, but let's also not forget though that's the theoretical capacity. That's assuming everything works. Yes. <laughs> let's, yeah, that's that's assuming, assuming well, everything works. I, all the riders are moving as fast as they should be. Well, no, no, no. Hold, hold on, though. I, I don't. I don't think that's how they do um, capacity estimate estimation, though, because sure, they, that's estimating for optimal, and there's and they understand that you know things cannot be running at optimal. So I'm sure that there's some averaging that they do in there. You're, yeah, I mean, I would say you're probably right about that. I, I, yeah. The article I'm reading says will accommodate up to 1,800 riders an hour. Um, and also says it's a theoretical 1800 riders per hour. So okay. I, I, I don't know, like you said, they, they could be accommodating for that, um, you know, in their numbers, I'm assuming. So it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how many people they actually let in there. Is it going to be packed? Is it going to be kind of, you know, sparse? I mean, if I were going, I would immediately go to the ride. Right. But I, I'm sure some people are not going to do that. They're going to go wander and, you know, check out the land before they go do that. So. You know, it's funny. I, I, I feel, and I kind of did this with um, when we did the after hours parties. That you know, the 
the first thought is, you know, get on the big rides first. We actually didn't do that. We, we just started at one end of the park and went all the way around. Um, we actually, we didn't get on, um, uh, seven dwarfs mine train because when we went by, it was actually shut down, but then, oh, okay. but then we went back and, or we continued on and then we ran back to it when there was, it was like 1150 and the, the after hours event was done at midnight. So we got back there with like 10 minutes to spare. And yeah, we like, we got on and, and, that, and, and the funny thing was, is that at the end there wasn't any lineup. Like we, it was quick for us to get on there. So I guess that's something to think about too, is again, you know, with, with there being a finite amount of people, maybe it's not in your best interest to necessarily be the first or like jump into, into the ride as the first thing. Maybe it is, you know, you know, you might actually stand better to wander around for the first two hours, let that initial crowd die off that is hyped for it and then go get in line for it. Well, here's the question, though. Okay, so if the four-hour time period ends and you're still in line for the ride, are they going to kick you out? Because, like, what if I wait till like the last half hour of my time period and then I'm like, all right, I'm going to go, I'm going to go get in line now, and they, yeah. you know, there's still an hour line, and they, you know, what are they going to do then? And second question: Are they going to allow people to ride it more than once, or is there going to be a one-ride limit? Just, I'm just wondering. That's a good question too. I think. So for the first part, I know, um, again, this is, this is all based off of just my own experiences with, you know, special events and how they work is that past a certain point, they would, so they would just cut off the line. So it wouldn't be that you, you know, you were in line and they would, you know, tell everyone stop, get out. They would actually say, you know, at this point, you know, like I said, we got back there with like 10 minutes to spare by the time we, we, you know, we were into the line. Um, it hit a point where there was nobody else coming in after us. So they obviously, you know, stopped the, uh, they stopped new people from coming in. And I feel that they'll do the same thing as the, and, and that's where we were talking about earlier. You know, if they have that hour overlap between the sessions, that gives them time to say, you know, yeah, if you go in there with the, at the last half hour, that gives you time to, you know, get through the line and then, and then, gives them time to escort you out of the park because in the, in that hour gap, you know, that's allow them allowing for, you know, people that were in line or people that were, you know, having a drink or whatever, they can kind of say, okay, you know, get out. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I mean, that's a good point. And that, and that makes total sense. I, I I'm just, I'm interested. This is going to take a high amount of coordination yeah. on Disney's part. And, and I mean, it's something they know how to do. I, I, I don't have any doubt that they'll be able to pull this off, but it, you know, I also, I'm, I'm just thinking of the crushing amount of demand they're going to get when these public uh, reservations open on May 2nd. Like, it's, it's going to be a crazy amount. And I'm, I'm assuming they're going to do what they've been doing with the Moonlight Magic events, where they're going to have the a virtual queue. Yep, yep, the virtual queue, um, which seems to have been working very well. A lot of people have, you know, uh, ha- are happy with how that's been working out. But I mean, this is no Moonlight Magic event, man. This is this, this thing is, is going to crash this website. This <laughs> like, is next level. Well, well, no, it won't crash the website because the thing is, is once you're in the queue, yeah. that's it. But it'll crash the queue, come, Trevor. It'll crash the queue. Well, well, no. What what it what it comes down to is it's the person with the fastest connection who's going to win. Yeah. So you need, or so this is my me putting on my IT hat. And, and thinking about how <laughs> how things work in IT is that 
Um, I can bet you there's going to be people out there that are literally set up with multiple machines that are on this website and ready to hit it with like, like dive into it as fast as possible. I hope that Disney has something in place to stop people from flooding the website because there, there is technology to stop. Uh, it's called a, or a, a denial of service attack, which is basically yeah. that's what's going to happen to them yep. when this opens up is that they're, they're going to get uh, DDoSed <laughs> by people <laughs> wanting to get in there. Um, Especially but, the Star Wars fandom is very much, you know. Oh, yeah. 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 The, yeah. Star Wars fandom is especially dangerous because you've got yep. people that are passionate about it and they're also very tech savvy. Yep. So <laughs> that's so, that's a dangerous combo. Yeah. So I can I can see yeah there there's definitely going to be some problems day one but I can also see too um, and I really hope this doesn't happen if anyone does this it's so tacky that um, you're going to see people um, sucking up those reservations and then selling them. I mean it seems like you have to it has to be connected to your My Disney Experience account though so I wonder if they'll even be able to do that. But I'm sure. Well, I, I mean, people figure yeah. out any way to do anything, right? But yeah, okay. if if there's a loophole to transfer it, or you know, or maybe maybe there's already people out there offering services to you know, because you can you can add other people to your party in my Disney experience, right? Yeah. So maybe it's you know, you know, they'll have one person you know booking for you know a whole bunch of people all at once, but. Again, maybe maybe Disney's thought about these scenarios. I hope they kind of have, and that you know it makes it a little fair for everyone. I mean, I would hope yeah. so. After the opening of Disneyland by itself, that was uh, you know filled with fraudulent tickets. You know, they would they would have learned from the original opening of of Disneyland <laughs> that yeah. there could be a bunch of fraud here. So, um, we're half about halfway through the episode here. So I want to I want to take a pause to do yeah. our ad, and we're going to talk more. We're going to talk more Star Wars uh, after we do this ad here. Um, so, uh, let's, you know, let's talk about DVC resale market, our, our friends over at DVC resale market. How's that sound? That sounds great. I love All DVC right. resale market. I do too. I do too. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so DVC resale market is the leader in the DVC resale industry with 11 former Disney vacation club guides and two former Disney vacation club quality assurance managers. If you're thinking of buying DVC, browse the largest selection of DVC resale listings anywhere. With DVC experts on hand seven days a week to answer your questions. If you are thinking of selling, turn to the friendly professionals at DVC Resale Market, where over 98% of listings sell within 30 days, and nearly 3,000 contracts were sold in 2018 alone. So these guys are the best. They are amazing. Uh, I just saw that they have expanded to the West Coast. They knew they have. A, they just announced recently that they now have a guide. Uh, out on the West Coast, so uh, that's that's great too for you DVC members out there. Um, apparently, he was a very very popular DVC guide over in Disneyland. So um, now they're on the West Coast as well. So go to DVCResaleMarket.com or call one eight four four DVC Pros, which is one eight four four three eight two seven seven six seven. Let them know that Welcome Home sent you. I cannot tell you how many emails we get from DVC Resale Market on a weekly basis telling us. This listener, you know, wrote us and 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 bought a contract oh, yeah. from us. Oh, I mean, all the time. Derek is sending sends these things to us, and and we just are like flattered by it all the time. I mean, it's amazing, right? Yeah, it's it's honestly, you know, I love getting those emails at work because it just makes my day better. Yeah, because, um, <laughs> because I, I mean, I, I know you guys enjoy listening to our podcast, but we also like that you guys are you know engaging with our sponsors as well because. Yeah. 
you know that that makes us feel good again because we do actually really like these guys and i mean i use you guys heard me on the podcast i use them myself as did i and yeah, yeah and you know yeah we 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 genuinely like these guys a lot so we're so glad that you guys are engaging them as well yeah and so you know if you do call them up if you do go on the website let them know that welcome home sent you again it's dvcresalemarket.com or 1844dvcpros so great, I, you know I, I'm I'm happy for them over there. They've been super successful, and 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 they continue to be successful, uh, you know, as we go here, and and we just we just love our partnership with those with those folks. They're, they're for just sure the best. And and just so everybody on here knows, as, as a little tease here, we are going to have them back on this show very soon here. Um, I'm thinking probably sometime up, upcoming in May here. So um, if you do have more resale questions, please feel free to send them because we are looking to to book them again to have them on the show. So. Um, so please, you know, send us those questions that you have about buying resale, about buying DVC, about any of that stuff. They will answer just about anything. So, yep. <laughs> so let's go back to Star Wars. So here's my question. Mm-hmm. What do you think they're going to do at, at, at Disney World? Because mm. right right now they've said no reservations. But I wonder if, see, they can't do what they're doing at Disneyland, right? Because Disneyland only has, what, three hotels? Yeah. That are, yeah. And, and whereas, uh, you know, <laughs> Disney, Disney World would be like, everything yeah. is, you know, you're either on site or you're not going. I mean, and, but it's so ma- there's so many hotels at Disney World. I, I just don't think they could do it that way. Like if they were going to do this, they have to do it as like a random lottery. Right. That, that's the only way they yeah. could do it. And maybe only people staying on site can enter the lottery. But I mean, that's, I don't know. I'm, I'm oh, wondering. I'm wondering that, if they're going to wait to see how Disneyland goes before they make a decision. That that would be really. That would be kind of um, sour to me if they said, you know, even if you're on site, you're not. Like you're not guaranteed. Yeah, or just because you chose to go to the East Coast instead of the West Coast. I, <laughs> yeah. Can but, you imagine but, if they were like, okay, only people staying at the deluxe resorts could go? <laughs> people would be so mad. People yeah, would be people, so mad. People would be mad, but I've got my poly reservation, so sorry. Wow, Trevor. <laughs> oh, man. We just I'm, went I'm elitist sorry. on everybody. <laughs> I can say I stay at the poly. That's true. You can. Yeah. No, it's it's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, okay, so so let's think about this for a second. Okay, so so first of all, looking at the West Coast, right? Like you said, it's the three hotels. The big difference there is that there is only two parks. So um, from Disneyland's perspective, you've got California Adventure and Disneyland. The part that makes this the most difficult is that Galaxy's Edge is inside of Disneyland. It's not... It's not a separate park. It's not, there's not another gate or anything. They're, they have to do crowd control specific to Disneyland because, um, Disneyland is a lot smaller than Disney World. And when it's busy, I can see why they're doing it this way and why they're making it very, very clear that they don't want people hanging around there hoping for a chance to get in. Um, in Disney World though, they've got, twice as many parks and the parks are bigger. So I feel, I feel they could do the same thing. They, they could do those same reservations. Like, it, you know, say, you know, you still got your four hour block, but the difference is, is that it's not like you've got a bunch of people, you know, sitting back at the hotels going, you know, well, you know, I got to wait until, until this time before I go. And it's like, there's nothing else for me to do. It's, 
I feel that the wet or the East Coast is different in that they have a lot more flexibility and, you know, telling people, uh, you know, it'll still be the same thing. You know, it, it could still be the same reservations, but they'll they know that, you know, there's a lot more spaces for people to go when they're not waiting to get into Galaxy's Edge. I, I feel that we're really going to know more clearly after these first couple of weeks with Disneyland, though whether or not they're going to do it. Cause I think they're kind of waiting to see how crazy it really gets or if they're like hitting capacity for, for an extended period of time, because that may actually govern when they go, okay, no, you know, September we're doing reservations straight through until November or something like that. So I feel like though, if they're going to do it, they got to do it from the beginning. Right. Because I mean, let's, let's remember this too. Disneyland is only doing this for the first month. After that, it's a free for all. Right. So it's, this is only for, for basically, uh, was it May 31st to June 23rd? So only for the first couple weeks, even, you know? Yeah, so, true. so, I mean, if Disney worlds were going to do it, I mean, you would think that they would do it for the first month or so too, but I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I I'm not sure what they're going to do. I also think too, is like, like I said, part of it is, you know, the size, but also that, you know, the reason that they're doing the staggered release is that you do have those extreme hardcore fans, right? And oh, people are going to be camping out outside of Hollywood studios like a week beforehand. I, I, I guarantee if the Disney allows it, people will be camping. Yeah. I, I, I don't discount that, but I, I think that, you know, the people that, that, you know, really have to get in on it are going to do so at the, you know, cause on the West coast, they're going to have this first month, but then they have the entire summer to get in there before the East coast. So yeah, I, I feel that by the time that ha- or by the time the East coast opens up, Disney will have a much better gauge of exactly what they're looking at, but you're right. They, they, it's not like they can, you know, decide a week beforehand. Oh, you know, reservations for, for this time period. Like we're, we're really going to have to know, I think by yeah, like middle of June at the latest. Huh. Yeah. I mean, I think you're right about that. I uh, they're going to have to figure it out quickly. But here's the thing, they've already set up the template for this, right? So Yeah. And I I, I would guarantee that if they're going to do this, they've already come up with the plans for it. Like they they've already got the plans and that, that, that they could just adjust based on what they learn at Disney at Disneyland and if if they decide to do it or not. But it it does I do find it very interesting that they're doing it two different ways for two different parks. Because, listen, you know, Disney World's bigger, but that also means there's a lot more guests there. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, there's there's a lot more guests on property that are going to want to go to this thing. And, like, I, I doubt Disney's going to allow people to camp out. I doubt that's going to happen. I guarantee they're going to have a huge security force, and they're not going to let anybody do that. Yeah, but, and, and I mean, the, the other thing, too, kind of the same challenges they hit at Pandora was, you know, they can only let so many people through the gate. And yeah. if you've got... A, it's kind of the same problem if you think about it you know the reason that they said you know reservations only there's no chance of you getting in you know just randomly in disneyland is that you know it's it's not just a matter of you know the people waiting to get into star wars land it's that those same people if you've got you know all those people waiting to get into star wars land those are people inside of disneyland that aren't doing other stuff and that aren't you know spending money going on rides, doing all those other things. They're just standing in line waiting for this one place, right? That's true. So yeah. I don't I don't see them wanting to do that in Disney World either. I can't imagine them, you know, being okay 
with a line that goes from Star Wars land back down to like Tower of Terror. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> like past past Gertie, uh, past you know, like <laughs> like yeah. past all all that stuff, all the way down to Tower of Terror. Can you imagine that? Oh. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like they they don't want that because that's just you know that's people filling up the park that aren't doing anything else. So so I think it's in their best interest to say I wouldn't be surprised if you know maybe what it is is that they. I gotta wonder if they would actually go so far as to kill the standby queue. Standby queue for what do you mean? Like, well, so uh, sorry. I just it just popped into my head is you know, if like for Smuggler's Run, if if it's that busy that you know everybody wants to be on it, but you can't. Like they'll just shut it down, just the, be like no more people allowed in, and then well, well they'll just say you know we you know it, there won't be a standby queue. It'll be you know you fast pass this or you're not getting on it. Yeah, but like there's they, no fast pass, right? So well, but but that we know of yet. By then there may be a fast pass, and it may be sure. that they you know maybe they can figure out like yeah it, maybe that's how they'll do it is because then that that controls it as well. That controls that you know you can only get so many people, even if those people are inside of Galaxy's Edge. They're not getting on the ride, so you so they you, it still allows people to go around Galaxy's Edge and you know buy the toys and and go to the the cantina and everything, but you're not getting on the ride unless you have a reservation, right? It's kind of the same thing as the uh, interesting, yeah, as the reservation at uh, at Disneyland. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's possible, and we would have to know by the end of June, right? Because the what it opens August 29th, right? So. Yep. It would have to that you know June twenty ninth I guess is when people would be able to make their fast passes for that. So they, if they were going to release them for the opening, they'd have to do it by then. Yep. I mean, I guess, maybe, maybe I'm totally out in left field here, but to me know. that seems like a reasonable way to control it. Well, they I mean there was talk that they were going to do that a while ago with Toy Story Midway Mania before even Toy Story Land was being built. There was there was talk yeah. that they were going to do fast pass only and not have a standby line. Um, and I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I, it's, it's good cr- crowd control, but I, I also like wandering into a line sometimes if it's short, you know, I mean, I, I always <laughs> like, I always like doing the thing where, you know, you, you rope drop a, a ride, you know, let's say it's sore and, and, and then you, you, you know, there's no weight, you go right onto it and then you have your fast pass right afterwards. So you ride it like twice in a row. That's like my favorite thing to do. If you, you're talking about getting rid of the standby queue, it's gonna, it's gonna disappoint me, but well, again, um, I, it, it wouldn't be Maybe. a permanent thing, but I think, you yeah. know, it, like for those first couple of months, yeah. that that might be a reasonable course of action. Might be. Yeah. So to, just, to, you know, along with all this talk of, uh, you know, I don't know if there's anything else you want to mention about this, but we've talked no, about this for I, a while. No, I, so. I, think, I think we've covered all the angles on this one for now until we I have agree. more information. I agree. And, and and so we have two rumors here that we've uh, that have been reported by WDWNT. So, of course, these are rumors until Disney confirms these things. Um, but you know, these are, these are rumors from decently reliable source. Um, and so one of the ones, and this one makes complete, complete sense to me is that, uh, roaming droids will not be available when star Wars land opens. So Disney's been testing out these droids that just kind of roam around the land. And we've talked to, we've talked about it on the show a couple of times. Um, and and so I guess when the park opens, they're not going to have those. And that makes total sense because, I mean, can you imagine those things? I'm just imagining a Roomba in like a box 
Like just bou- <laughs> just like bouncing off of every single wall, like back and forth and back and forth. You know what I mean? Like what is or it gonna do? Would just stop because yeah. you know, too it would many just people. shut down. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm disappointed. I'm sad about it, but it makes total practical sense. I mean, I, I think. Yeah, and really, yeah. Yeah, I you know, get the get all the kings sorted out before you start adding extra complexity yep. to it. That's my thought on it. Do the basics first and then then do the advanced crazy stuff that you're planning, right? Yeah. Once the hype dies down in, you know, 2025, then they can start having roaming so, Did you say 2025? Yes, I did. Yeah, that's probably about right. <laughs> um, yeah. That's, that's funny. Um, so the other thing, the other rumor we have here, too, is we're talking about the Star Wars Hotel. You want to talk about that one? Yeah, so so we haven't really talked about the Star Wars Hotel in a while, but um, so one of some of the things we do know is that they have broken ground on it. I guess they're they actually are starting to build up. I saw that like the second floor is under construction now or something like that. But uh, yeah. the rumor is is that uh, the name of the Star Wars Hotel is um, what is <laughs> I can't even pronounce was the Shan. Chandrilla? Oh, no, no. That's not the name of the hotel. That's the name of no, like, the Starliner. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Yeah. So the Starliner that takes you up there is called the, the Chandrilla Starline, which I guess yeah. is related to where Kylo Ren was born, which, okay. And then, oh, where is it? it the, the name of this hotel. I got it. If you, oh, if you ever found it yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for it here. Oh, here we go. Um, Galactic Journeys, a Star Wars adventure. That that's what they're calling this hotel. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I say to that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> that, okay, that, to me, this is on the same level as someone's going to kill me for this. Is <laughs> um, Life Day from the Star Wars Christmas special? Like, it's on <laughs> that. Star Wars- you're talking about the Star Wars Christmas special. Oh my this is on the same level of cringy to me. I, you know, like, I agree. But let's let's be <laughs> okay with this. They're yeah, saying in this article, no decision has been made yet that the, no, but the possible but, name has been pitched. Galactic Journeys of Star yeah, Wars and, Adventure. And, and I remember we've had discussions like this in the past where we're like, no, there's no way that they're, you know, they would pick a name like that. And like. Like it's like reflections, right? Like, yeah. Do you remember when we were talking about the possible Hollywood Studios names, and they were all so bad. There wasn't yeah. like one in there that was even remotely good. Yeah. The, I, whoever, I mean, whoever comes up with these ideas, like, <laughs> uh. you know, I, I think about it to myself. It's like if you called it Star Wars Hotel, it, it wouldn't matter. People would still come. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I mean, you could call it that, and hey, Star Wars Hotel. And I don't know what I would call it. I get it. I do feel like there's like an overuse of the term galactic when it comes to Star Wars stuff. I feel like they use it for everything, you know? Yeah. I, but I don't know. Galactic Journeys just... Ugh. Well, but but then Galactic Journeys, a Star Wars adventure. Like, well, I understand that, you know, yeah. it's supposed to be, a, you know, an interactive thing. It's not just a hotel. There's an experience there and everything. Yeah. But... It's so like, come on, guys, you're Disney. You can be more creative than that. <laughs> I I agree with you. And I, I, I hope that this is I mean, obviously, this is not final. Right. So there's no. there's definitely a chance they can change this. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff can change with this. I, I think a lot of this is still 
I don't want to say a lot of it is still in the planning period because it's not really. It seems, I mean, they're building it, right? So, but I'm sure there's some still, there's still some things to be decided. Mm-hmm. And, and this is one of those things. But if they threw out a survey, I feel like this would not be one of the favored names. I, I just don't feel like it would. No, um, it, like, like to to me, it's like like they they could call it, you know, something from within the universe, right? Like, well, that's a, you're exactly like, right because the only people staying at this hotel are going to be hardcore Star Wars fans. Yeah, like, you could like make you a could, super like deep reference if you wanted to. The the Coruscant Hospitality Inn, like that would be better. See, I don't even know what that is because I'm not that hardcore of a Star Wars fan. So, <laughs> the Hospitality Inn, that's amazing. <laughs> but it's on Coruscant, you know. It's it's the planet that's like a giant city. Like the the whole planet is covered in just one big city. It's yeah, interesting. It's in the okay, well, yeah. I, you know, I, I actually if you want Wookiees. Like I don't know, but I'm not gonna lie. I never saw the sequel, the uh, prequels. But let's it's okay. I I don't fault you for that. I was told by many a Star Wars fan to ignore them, so I, I decided yeah, to ignore them. It, it's fine. <laughs> or, yeah. I also, I, I mean, I'll, I'll say this now. I and we don't usually talk about movies on this on this podcast. We do sometimes, but I have I have really liked a lot of the side Star Wars movies. Like I I actually like Solo. I know a lot of people didn't. I liked mm-hmm. it. I thought it was entertaining. I, uh, I loved one. I loved Rogue One. I thought Rogue One mm-hmm. was great, but I hate that they throw a Star Wars story on the end of it. Like I just, why does it got to be Rogue One a Star Wars story? That drives me nuts. <laughs> like, yeah. I get, I get that they have to tie it into the the, the famous franchise, but I feel like I wish they could have done a more eloquent, you know, way of doing that. Yeah. I uh, well, I, I guess. Well, it's like the the Marvel movies right well i guess they all have you know avengers or i mean the the i guess the problem is that star wars is so ambiguous like yeah nowhere true. like star wars is the name of the series but nowhere in the star wars universe do they mention star wars like it, it it's like the fight between the empire and the rebellion and like it's yeah, it's kind of weird that way. Yeah, I just, I mean, I just hope it's not that name. I, I mean, if it is, it's whatever. I don't think anybody's going to see the name and be like, well, screw this. I'm not going. Yeah. Like, you know, nobody's, nobody's going to do that. Um, You know, but it's going to be like Star Wars Land. You know, it's going to be like, you know, Galaxy's Edge. Everyone's yeah. going to call it Star Wars Land. This is just going to be the Star Wars Hotel. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, which is, that's, which that's is a lot easier to say than Galactic Journeys, a Star Wars adventure. I mean, that is a mouthful. Yeah. I mean, come on. So I, I we'll see. I mean, again, this is a rumor until otherwise. <laughs> so, you know, we, yeah, we we're I, not gonna pretend like this is for sure for real yet. So Yeah, I, I hope it's wrong. I really hope this is wrong. But yeah. I mean you're right, even even if it is the name of it, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna write this off. I still wanna stay there. But Yeah, exactly. But I I, I firmly believe that, you know, but maybe this was a matter of, you know, whoever had this rumor, you know, somebody, you know, mentioned it and, you know, internally, you know, it makes sense for them, you know, to kind of describe the things a little more verbose than, you know, what the end product ends up being. Maybe that's what this is, is that, you know, somebody's, you know, describing it as, you know, this is, you know, galactic journeys is the theme of it. But I hope that at the end that they decide on on 
something that makes a little bit more sense than, or well, I should say, <laughs> some something that that doesn't feel like that like represents they, it a little more. Yeah, the, the yeah the it, like it just it's so yeah. <laughs> It's, it's I, almost too on the nose, you know. It's like it's almost too on the nose. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it's painfully obvious what it is. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, I think we've <laughs> talked enough about Star Wars, and and if you listen to our show and you hate Star Wars, I'm sorry that we've talked yeah. so much about well, it. But well, maybe we should. Just, maybe we can go back and do an edit at like. 20 minutes in and say, if you want to listen to the rest, skip to like an hour and 20 minutes in, and then we stop talking. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I want everyone to listen to all of us talking. So <laughs> fair, but well, but again, no, you're, you're giving them a courtesy if, you know, if they don't like star Wars, you're just giving me more work here to edit in later. I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> you think I just got all the time in the world to be editing these things. <laughs> Isn't right. editing magic? It just happens. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's, yeah, yeah, we do a montage and we're good. It's just right? magical. Yeah. yeah, all this, all this wonderful quality podcast that comes to you just happens by accident. It's, it's you know, <laughs> computer magic. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. <laughs> all, all right, right. We talked enough about Star Wars. Let's talk about this other thing. Yeah. Let, let's. Yeah. So yeah. So right in front of Star Wars is Mickey's Runaway Railway. Yeah. Well, it will be, but it'll be a little bit longer. So <laughs> I'm so upset about this. I'm, I'm not even sure. I'm like, I'm so bummed about this. So Disney did like a combo announcement where they, and you know, I'm not going to say this was shady by them, but it was like interesting. The they did it, it this way. Yeah, it is the way to do this. Right. So they announced, and we talked about this being a rumor. I don't know, like five shows ago that uh, they were going to put Mickey's runaway runaway railway uh, at Disneyland, and mm-hmm. so now it has been officially announced that they will be it will be coming to Mickey's Toontown at Disneyland, um, and so they're going to mm-hmm. be building that. And and what are they saying? Twenty twenty two. Yeah, and it's um, not replacing Roger Rabbit. Just so everyone's clear on that. Yeah, what is yeah. it replacing? I, I didn't see it's, what it was. Replacing. It's not replacing anything. They're actually using some of the backlot space. It's going to be near where Roger Rabbit is. There's um, uh, I can't remember what the like. There's all these like doors and stuff that don't go anywhere right now but it's going to be next to roger rabbit it's not replacing it oh well that's good it's yeah. probably why it's going to take them three years to build it because they got to build a whole new structure and they're not replacing another ride right so, yeah um but tucked inside this announcement just you know kind of a little piece in there it mentioned that the hollywood studios version of mickey's mickey and minnie's uh, runaway Rail- railway will not open until spring 2020 mm-hmm. which if you've been listening to the show, initially they announced, and the last time we heard an update about this ride, they had said fall 2019. So now we know that this has been delayed, which is really disappointing to me because I was hopeful for my vacation the first week of October. I was actually more excited about this ride than I was about Star Wars being open for that for that vacation. And I'll tell you why, because I don't even know if I'm going to go to the, to Star Wars land. And I know that sounds blasphemous to any Star Wars people out there. And I know we talk about it a lot on the show. So you're like, Tom, why wouldn't you go to Star Wars land? I don't know if I want to deal with all that. You know yeah. what I mean? I got, I got, I got right there with you, man. <laughs> yeah. Like I got a one and a half year old. Like, I don't know if I want to deal with pulling a stroller through Galaxy's Edge. Right. So I can wait. Like I'm not, I'm I, like, I've everyone has heard on this show before. I must, I like, I like star Wars. I'm not like a super crazy fan. 
Um, so, and, and there's nothing wrong with being a super crazy fan, but uh, I don't feel like I need to get in there early. Right. But for me, I, and we've talked about this before, Trevor and I are total nerds when it comes to like the technology that Disney events for, for certain things. And this ride is so cool. Like all the cool stuff they're putting in this is so cool. And I just want to ride it. And I'm just so, I'm just disappointed. It's not going to be there until spring of 2020. I just, it's a bummer. Yeah, and I feel the same way because I'm there the month after you, and I was I was secretly going, you know, even if I can't get into Star Wars land, you know, everyone else will be lined up, you know, waiting to get into into Galaxy's Edge, and I'll be over here getting on Mickey's Runaway Railway, and nobody <laughs> will know what's going on, right? Uh, uh, exactly. On, let's, be, let's be honest, you know, I'm sure people will know. Well, but, I do wonder, though, if this has something to do with Galaxy's Edge. I wonder if this has to do with the... The moved up opening, right? Maybe they took Maybe. some resources away, you know, to to speed up the opening of of Galaxy's Edge, or or maybe it is just a timing thing. Is that you know Disney is being reasonable and going, okay, you know, if we're dropping you know Star Wars Land at the end of August, is it really a smart idea to you know release that and then throw another ride in the same park, like literally? just down the road from galaxy's edge yeah throw up another brand new experience at the same time like hollywood studios would be packed it would yeah. be it would be wall-to-wall people it's like every single day <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i mean to be fair like like the last couple of times i've been there it's you know it's busy and like toy story land was busy but honestly toy story land didn't feel as busy to me as pandora did the first time that i went yeah so so yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be different when Star Wars Lands hits, and so yeah, why why would they submit themselves to that much more punishment? For, That's true. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Spread it out. You know, take your time. Make sure you get it right. Right. Yeah. And 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 I mean, the other side of it too is you know, it, this is Mickey Mouse's first ride, which is you know huge. That's crazy when you think about we've gotten yeah. this far with Disneyland and Disney World, and this is. This is the first time that Mickey Mouse has been in a ride, not yeah. in an attraction. I know like there's, you know, filler magic and stuff like he's been in attractions, but this is the first ride that actually has Mickey Mouse. Can so, we talk about the fact that Millie, Mickey's filler magic is not even about Mickey? Like Mickey's name shouldn't even be on there. It's about it's Donald. <laughs> mm, yeah, I, I mean, you're I'm right. just I'll give you that one. All yeah. right. I, you yeah, know, that's fair. I, I don't know why that just came out of me right now, but it just, I no, you're I actually you're right. really, the, the, the whole thing does actually follow um, yeah. Donald, but I, I guess, okay. If I, if I wanted to make that same argument, I could say making the magical map because that's a, that's a Mickey okay. mouse show that specifically revolves around Mickey. But again, you know, we don't have any rides that have Mickey mouse, which, right. you know, yeah. for being, you know, the big mouse, I'm surprised we got this far without it. Yeah. But, but also too, um, the other thing about it is that I really like, um, and I, I'm, I'm setting myself up to be really disliked by a lot of people. I'm sure again, um, <laughs> I, I do like the Disney shorts that the new ones that they do with, oh, with, I like you it know, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, with Mickey and Donald and, and, and all that. I like, I do like those. I like the way that they present them. And I think it's really, you know, it, <laughs> like I'm, I'm so I'm so excited to see that in in real 2.5D, like <laughs> <laughs> 2.5D. Yeah, 
That is what Disney's calling it. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, it's, it sucks. Same thing as, you know, I, I hope that, you know, maybe we could have snuck that in instead of going to galaxy's edge, maybe if, if it came down yeah. to it, but you know, that's fine. Then I guess I have a reason to plan a trip for spring. <laughs> yeah. There you but, go. There you go. Yeah. Well, who knows what spring me? I love, they throw out these like seasons and they're just like, you know, that's a huge amount of time, you know, who knows when that well, actually means. Right. Well, around here, spring is a very loose term. As, uh, so, so for those, or so that everyone else is in on the 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 joke there is That's that uh, I, I I sent Tom a, a picture of my front door today, <laughs> and it was completely covered in snow. And yes, it is the end of April here, and yes, in Calgary, it snowed last night to the point where, like, I spent thirty minutes shoveling my driveway. Yeah, it was like 85 <laughs> degrees here today. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, well, yeah. listen, I'd rather be cold. I mean, anyway, it was it was sweltering well, hot. And no one seemed to want to use air conditioning today. So, um, but that's that? besides it's, the point. But <laughs> air conditioning is outside. But yeah, yeah so so for me, you know, you know, this is coming second winter next year. So second winter. That's not yeah. like it. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. How do you feel as like a, a Disneyland? I don't want to say Disneyland regular, but you were somebody that went to, you know, you, mm-hmm. were, you were going to Disneyland every year before you started going back to Disney World. Like, are, are you cool with this being added to the, to that section of the park? I mean, it, I mean, it seems like it fits in perfectly. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, Mick, Mickey's Toontown is I, I really want it to be more than it is because when it opened up back in the nineties, I thought it was wonderful. I was a kid, you know, it was, I I was a little old for it, but I was, you know, willing to let it slide because it it, like, it was right after Roger rabbit came out. Like, and that's why there's the Roger rabbit ride there. And it, it is Toontown. Like it's, it's how you imagine a cartoon town would look. And it's got that very, you know, everything's bright. Everything is awesome there, but cartoony. Yeah. But, but when, when it opened, there was a lot more to do there. And as time has gone by, they've pulled things out. Like, like there was a, there was um, a little Chippendale treehouse there. Goofy had his boat, Donald, or no, Goofy had a bounce house, which, um, a, a side note to that is that the bounce house. I remember this is that it was, it was like a, like in his living room, it was like bouncy, but then the fireplace in his living room was not. Like it was an actual <laughs> solid piece. And so I, oh, I wow. distinctly remember watching this kid like jumping around and he tried to jump against the, uh, the fireplace and he like bounced off of it and was, wow. He was shocked and like, not sure what to think of himself, but he, he knew he hurt because he hit this hard plastic thing. And so, yeah, that, um, so yeah, a lot of that stuff in Toontown has disappeared over the years and really now it's just, you know, there's Roger Rabbit, um, there's Gadget's Go Coaster, which is, um, if you've been on the Barnstormer, it's effectively the, the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's the Barnstormer. And then there, there's meet and, meet and greets at Mickey and Minnie's house with Mickey and Minnie. Um, but it's, you know, it is a kid's, it's supposed to be a kid's land, but there's not a lot for kids to do there, which is, is very, it's kind of sad. And, yeah. and you know... I feel that, you know, them bringing another ride to it definitely, you know, it, it gives it a little more attention. It gives it that um, a little bit more of that, you know, reason for people to go there and, you know, for, for, you know, 
for kids to, you know, hang out there more than, you know, yeah, I went and saw Mickey. Okay, let's go do the rest of the park kind of well, thing. So especially a family friendly ride like that. Oh, yeah. Everybody can go on it. It's not going to, you know, it's not a thrill ride. It's but it's going to be a fun, cool ride. Right. It's 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 like Hunter Mansion. It's, you know, good for everybody. Right. So, yeah. The, the one thing, though, that I'm a little concerned about is that Toontown actually closes earlier than the rest of the park usually. Well, I mean, maybe that'll change once this ride opens because, I mean, yeah. they made a big deal out of it. So I would think that they're going to uh, really, you know, make it like a marquee attraction. Yeah. So you're right. I mean, that, that'll that be interesting to see if they actually extend the hours because, you know, if, you know, if you got a brand new ride and then telling everyone, sorry, you know, you know, the park closes at nine, but you got to get out of here at eight. Like <laughs> <laughs> that would be bad. That would be bad. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, OK, so. We're running out of time here, so yeah, we got a couple more topics to cover. So let's 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 uh, let's move on to some other things. Uh, but I, well, I'm, I'm sad. So okay, I'm, so I, so, so wrap one up. Of these I'm sad. <laughs> one of these is quick. Uh, or okay, so all is right. This so, quick? Is this quick? This one. Well, okay. Rivers of Light. Um, getting a revamp. I don't like Rivers of Light. I know. I know. <laughs> a lot, of, like a lot of people don't like it. I think it's a great show, but. Well, but I guess you know, this is why it's getting a revamp. I mean, two years in, it's getting a revamp. It's only been open for two years. Yeah. Really? That's it? Yeah. Wow. We talked about this on, on one of our early shows a couple of years ago. Um, it's only been open for a couple of years now, and it's just... I mean, I get why people don't like it, because it's slow, it doesn't have fireworks, it doesn't have explosions, it's, you know... It's it's very much like a... <laughs> it, I, I'm being serious. I, I've said to people no, before... I, I know what you're saying. It's just like... If no, it doesn't have explosions, I'm not interested. <laughs> I swear to you, I, I, I've said to people before on Facebook, if you like your nighttime shows to look like a Michael Bay movie, then this is probably not the one for you. Yeah. Like, and I, I mean, I think that's true because there's no fireworks and, and that's understandable. There's animals in the area. You can't, you don't want to startle the animals with the fireworks. And I, I think it's a beautiful show. And I mean, I don't, I'm not one of those, you know, character zealots where I'm like, okay, no characters can be in Animal Kingdom or Epcot or whatever. Um, but, I mean, I do like the fact that they have some attractions that are character-free. You know, Illuminations is character-free. I like that. I mean, that's mm-hmm. kind of nice. And what they're going to do now with Rivers of Light, We Are One is what they're calling it. Um, they're going to introduce some characters, some Disney characters uh, from Disney Animation. Um, they're also going to introduce some Disney music. Uh, here's what I'm when I'm reading this. And, by the way, this is going to debut Memorial Day weekend. I'm reading this and thinking to myself... Is this really going to change anybody's mind throwing some Disney music and some Disney imagery in there? You know what I mean? Like, are you going to go now and like this show because they threw some characters in there that you know? Um, well, okay. So so the other part that you didn't mention was they're also tying in the Disney nature films as well. Yes. Yes, they are. You're so, right. so it's not just animated Disney characters. They're also bringing in, like, you know, they, they do the penguins and monkeys and all that. And I see where they're kind of tying that into it. Um. I feel that, um, you know, when I, when I do watch a show and I see a character that I like, I, that does resonate with me. I know you can connect with it more because it's a character, you know? Yeah. Like it, and, but that's not to say, you know, again, that doesn't take away from your point about illuminations and everything is, you know, you know, some shows are good just, you know, on their own merit and it's a well-designed show. However, um, 
yeah, like I said, you know, it, it, you know, you're going to Disney, you're kind of expecting to see Disney related stuff. And when, you know, you're waiting for a nighttime show and it's just like a, like a, a, a water, like, like a fountain show or something like that. And it doesn't have any real relation or connection to anything. You kind of like, I guess the way I look at it is it, it takes me back to when I was, um, when I was a kid, we would, we would do trips to, um, we would go to California, we'd go to Disneyland and then my parents would actually take us to Vegas of all places. And the reason for that is that back then... <laughs> so you could gamble? <laughs> no, actually, actually they didn't. Um, I, no, the, I was saying so you could gamble as a oh, kid. Oh, so I... Yeah, so yeah, the, the 12-year-old could gamble. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so so the reason for that was back then they had um, like places... Um, there was like MGM, the MGM Grand and Circus Circus. Like they had these hotels that kind of had mini theme parks in them. And I remember a lot of those places, they, they had shows and stuff. So like, like I, I think, I don't know if they still do it at Caesars Palace or not, but they had like the, the, there's a big fountain there and the statues actually came to life and they did a whole show and everything. And while that was cool, um, I didn't, that didn't stick with me as well as like seeing the fireworks at Disney or seeing, seeing things that were very clearly Disney, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I get what you're saying. Yeah. So I, and I think this is kind of the problem that rivers of light is having is that, you know, it's, it's definitely a Disney production and it's definitely, you know, you know, it's in a Disney park, but it seems like it, it doesn't have any more identity than any, you know, just random show that you would see somewhere like it i and and i think yeah this is them trying to find a way to get it to to resonate with people a little bit more so you know obviously you know disney has a lot of ips so why not use those in the show kind of makes sense to me i mean that makes sense i mean it makes sense i i wonder i mean it sounds sounds like they're just gonna throw some animated movies in there i mean i don't think we're well we couldn't see black panther in there that wouldn't even make any sense (laughs) yeah well and plus they can't but animated black panther is still not an animal tom i know but it's a black panther (laughs) (laughs) i know he has panther in his name but that doesn't qualify him for I was just I, imagining Disney just going off the rails with this and just being like, it's like, oh, Black Panther's popular. Let's throw him in there. He's got Panther in the name. Rivers um, of Light, Wakanda forever. Oh, my God. I saw somebody speculate the other day that they're going to turn Dino Land USA into Wakanda. And I was like, yeah, that's not going to happen. First all of all, right. it's not a big enough space. Like, what what could you really do that's Wakanda or Anted in that space? And secondly, then what do you do with Dinosaur? What do you, I mean, there's it's just there's a problem. Right? Yeah. That, just, it, that, that makes no sense. Yeah, but, but anyway, the, the idea of doing an entire water pageant show about Wakanda is kind of amusing now. <laughs> we can't happen anyway because they they can't do any Marvel stuff in the park. So, well, uh, they they can. It's just not the um like Spider Man or X Men or anything like that. I thought it was, I mean I had always thought it was all Marvel except for like Guardians because Guardians came recently and didn't count. Well, so did. Black Panther, like the yeah. No, no, I mean like the 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 actual like comic like Guardians of the Galaxy got created fairly recently, and Black Panther. Oh, I see. Time. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I okay. think I so. It wasn't saying. included yeah. in the deal, I guess. But 
Hmm. Um, anyway, anyway, yeah. but we're, we're on our usual tangent. Um, so, so let's talk about, um, unless there's anything else you want to mention. about no, this. Let, I, Let's go to a, a show that I think we both care about a little bit more. So I don't, I mean, no, really? I miss, no, it's not that I don't care about it. It's just, I've never seen it cause I've never been there oh, during Halloween. So, okay. All right. Fair. Yeah. Right. So, but I mean, it makes sense that this is happening. Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. So yeah. I mean, yeah. Hollow wish is, is going away. So, you know. Uh, yeah, I think we all knew with Happily Ever After coming in and Wishes going away, it doesn't make sense to keep Hollow Wishes. So No, it doesn't. Because, I mean, there's no more Wishes, so why would you still have Hollow Wishes? Yeah. Right? <laughs> so. Yeah, so I I mean, again, I'm I'm I've seen Hollow Wishes. I really liked Hollow Wishes. Um, but you know, they've kind of set a bar with Happily Ever After. Yeah. And it, it's I I would dare to say that it's probably my favorite nighttime show right now. Wow. And that, yeah. and that's also with seeing paint the night, which I, I know you haven't seen paint the night either, I but paint the night was, was pretty phenomenal. Um, but happily ever after kind of hits it's me a different level. way. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah, no. And, and it seems like from, from what's being reported here is that it's going to be very similar. It's going to use a lot of those effects from happily yeah. ever after which makes total sense the projection effects the lasers the lighting the fireworks all that kind of good stuff yeah and you know bring it on because you know i i do kind of want to see uh chernabog across the castle yeah that'd be cool yeah. i mean there's <laughs> i mean there's a lot of cool stuff they could do with this it sounds like um from this article the the show will take guests on a trick-or-treating adventure where where mickey donald um mickey minnie donald and goofy find themselves drawn into a mysterious haunted house uh the journey takes them from one room uh of the house to another encountering dancing skeletons waltzing ghosts and a whole series of troublemaking disney villains so it sounds cool yeah it's and yeah you know it it I can totally see that in my mind. I, I, you know, think about all the, the, the effects that they do in happily ever after. And it's like, yeah, that, you know, you know, that, that's something that would be, and I guess for anyone that's thinking about this, you know, there, there is doing the, um, doing the Halloween party, but they also have the, uh, the dessert party as well for the fireworks during the Halloween party, which it's another, you know, it's another ticketed event on top of a ticketed event, which it's an upsell and an upsell. Yeah. (laughs) But again, you know, if if you're committing to, you know, you're going to the Halloween party that day and you're not doing anything else. I think having a front row seat for this kind of show would be something I would consider. Yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, You know, with a better show like that, you would probably be more likely to try to get a reserved seat for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good thing. I, I know some people are going to be sad that it's gone, but, um, you know, much like they miss Wishes. But, I mean, if it's a superior show, I don't think you should be sad that it's gone. I mean, as much as I liked Wishes, Happily Ever After is is, is a better show. And, and I I know some people will argue that and say that Wishes was better. And, and, you know, that's, I guess, personal preference. But, I mean, you're talking about the, I, th- I believe Happily Ever After has the most fireworks of any Disney show that they've ever made. Like, it's got the projections that are amazing. The the music's great. Um, you know, it, the whole thing is so well put together. It's it's hard not to like it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I guess I try to, to swing it as, you know, it it's not necessarily that the show is better. It's different. Like, 
you know, yeah. it, it's not that I know they're all nighttime shows, but it's not to say that, you know, Wishes was a bad show because Wishes, Wishes was a good show. But, you know, Happily Ever After is a it's a different show. And I'm I've learned that, you know, different is good. Dif- different is how we get these shows that we actually you know, the shows like Wishes that we love, because if they didn't try and do something different, then, you know, it gets to a point where it's so predictable. Like, yep. I mean, look at Illuminations, right? As much as, you know, we all liked Illuminations, it's become repetitive. It's become it's become it's dated. Yeah. And, yeah. and so so they have to do something different. So yeah. I'm fine with that. And. Like I said, you know, I liked Hallow Wishes, but I'm very excited to see how this new one plays out because they, they've set themselves a pretty high bar for it. Absolutely. All right. So we're almost out of time here. So yeah. let's let's talk about this last rumor really quick here. For sure. Um, and so this is, again, a rumor from WDWNT who does have some good sources. So, um, you know, again, but take all these things with a grain of salt because we don't know if they're true or not. Um, and what the rumor is, and you know, there's been a lot of rumors going around for quite a while since the main tree electrical parade, uh, went away, you know, and, and mm-hmm. I, I, I did get to see it before it went away, which was good. Um, uh, but that there would be a new nighttime show that would, uh, debut before, uh, or by the 50th anniversary of Disney world in uh, 2021. Um, this rumor is saying that there will be no new nighttime, uh, a parade, uh, that there's no a parade in the works. Um, but it does. They do say that their sources indicate that a new nighttime show is coming to Walt Disney World for its fiftieth birthday uh, for Magic, specifically for Magic Kingdom, just not a parade. Um, and and okay. so I guess my thing is that bumps <laughs> me out. I mean, I love the. I, I just bring back the alleged, uh, Main Street Electrical Parade. I, I don't need to, you know, just bring that back. I'm cool. You don't need to pick another one. <laughs> I, I mean, well, yeah, I'm, I'm no, serious. No, no. Well, like, I, I don't even need an update on that one. Okay, but. So, I, and again, I, I will say this because I've seen both, is that Paint the, Paint the Night is an upgrade to the Electrical Parade. So, if they were going to so, bring anything... So, they bring anything, Paint the Night then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, that, that was something that I've been hoping they been they would do for years as well, is that they would bring Paint the Night to the East Coast. But, so far, it's still only on the West Coast. Um, as far as them not doing a parade goes, that's kind of... I mean, we haven't had a parade there for a long time or an evening parade. No. Which, I, I mean, I I like them during, or I liked it during the Halloween, um, during the Halloween event. And we're going to go to the Christmas event, and I'm sure I will like it there as well. I guess my question is, is, does it, do we really need to have an evening parade? Because they do have the daytime parade as well. Does there need to be two parades going in Magic Kingdom? For a lot of people, there do there does. Um, I mean, I I don't know if there needs to be. I mean, parades have really gone by the wayside, right? I mean, there's there's you there's only uh, festival fantasy anymore, right? That's the only parade that Disney World has anymore. Yeah, I mean, right? That's so and yeah, because I mean, well, because they do the they do the stormtrooper stuff in Hollywood Studios, which is not uh, not a parade in the traditional sense, but a, no. a parade of sorts, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The March of the First Order—that's what it's called. Uh, so there's that. I'm trying to think. If there's anything else outside of that? You know, I, I actually kind of feel like this is like an operational decision, and you, what I mean by that is, like, the amount of work it takes for them to tape off, 
you know, areas for the parades, squish all these people in. And then when the parade's over, the mad rush to the exit or to the castle the or wherever you're going. Yeah. Yeah. It's a mess. Right. And and I almost just wonder if they just don't want that anymore. Like if they've just decided that it's a better guest experience to not deal with that. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I, mean, I, I don't, and I don't know if that's true or not. It could just be budget. I don't know. But yeah, because I mean, they do it during the day for like, like it's not that they don't know how to do it because they do it during the day. But then, yeah, like you said, think if you think about it in the evening right now, they're doing I feel like they have to give up something in order to do it because they do a lot of nights. They do the fireworks twice, right? Like the, they'll do yeah. like an 8 p.m. and a 10 p.m. If you did, you know, fireworks at eight and then a parade at nine or even fireworks before the eight or a parade before the eight o'clock show, which I don't know how you can do that some months because of uh, when the sun goes down. Um, it, yeah, you're right. It, it, it's very hard to, you know, you've got a bunch of people in the hub for the fireworks and then, you know, trying to sp- get people to spread out along the parade route because you know, most people just want to sit on Main Street when a parade comes by instead of going into like Adventureland or not Adventureland, um, Frontierland. Um, so yeah, it it really is a logistical nightmare to to do it. Which I I don't fault them for that. I like, I, but again, I guess part of it too is you know I'm I'm of the opinion you know parades are nice. I've I've definitely sat and watched parades and and I do enjoy them. Um, but in my last couple of trips to Disney world, I haven't really missed having the nighttime parade with that caveat though, of, you know, there's still a nighttime show. There's still the fireworks. So, and all the parks have at least one nighttime show, right? So all the parks have at least something, you know, now, um, and I mean, even if you don't like rivers, rivers of light over at animal kingdom, go and watch, uh, the, the tree, the tree of life come awake, uh, that whole thing, that thing's amazing too. Oh yeah, Um, exactly. Yeah. I mean, just little stuff like that. So, but I, I I get it. I understand why people miss the nighttime parade because, uh, you know, main street electrical parade holds like a special place in my heart. It's like the, like the first memory I have of Disney as a kid. Um, Mm -hmm. I remember having this visor. That it was a visor. And listen, everyone. The plastic, okay. the plastic yeah. visor. Yeah, you know what I'm talking, talking about, right? Yeah. The plastic visor, and it had the four LED lights on the top and a little battery pack. Yeah, and you would you flip the battery pack on, and the LED lights would blink, right? And and listen, everyone, before you kill me on this, it was the 90s. Okay, so this was acceptable at the time. Um, because this is <laughs> as were fanny packs. Okay, everyone was wearing fanny packs too. Um. So it's got a, it's got like a special place, you know, to me in my, in my heart. So I, it, it is sad to me that it's gone and that we're not going to see it again. And maybe there's not going to be another show, but at the same time, if there was another show, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't, it couldn't take that nostalgia away from me. Right. And so I think that's a lot of the ways that people feel about wishes and happily ever after. Right. It's not that they don't acknowledge that happily ever after is a better show it's that wishes is nostalgic for them right it's it, something that they remember and you're never going to fill that hole exactly you're never yeah. going to replace that hole and and you know and that's that's the thing so yeah i mean i would would i love to see a new nighttime show yeah i would but i i also know that if you're trying to get out of the park at you know nine o'clock at night and there's a parade going through it's borderline impossible to get out of magic kingdom so um <laughs> that's why you know, we watch the when we were there, we were watching the fireworks from the ferry. 
Like yeah. as as we were leaving, it was like, oh, look at the fireworks, bye. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. and that's and that's what ends up happening, right? So yeah. Well, yeah, let's when, wrap this thing up. Yeah. yeah, let's wrap this thing up. We've been talking for almost two hours here, so let's let's wrap it up before I uh, you know lose my voice here. Yeah, yeah, you <laughs> yeah you need to go have some chicken soup or something. So so while, <laughs> while you go prepare your tea and and settle down for the night, um, I'll mention our email address. So for anything we talked about here, or any questions, or any comments, or anything, you can reach us at welcomehomepodcast at gmail dot com and. Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, we're planning to have uh, the uh, the guys from DVC Retail or Resale. Oh my gosh, <laughs> from DVC Rental or no? What I cannot <laughs> speak today. Um, I thought you were DBC kidding. Resale I thought, market. I, I thought you were <laughs> kidding. <you>. I, <laughs> I just I totally blanked it. I was like, what is that word again? But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, th- this is what happens when we've been talking for this long. So, I know, so yeah, yeah you know, we do have, um, or we will have DVC resale market on the show coming up here in the next little while. So, you know, if you guys have questions for us, we will put it out on Facebook as well. So, actually, if you want to reach us on Facebook, we are at Welcome Home Podcast. Um, Twitter and Instagram are there as well. Welcome Home Pod and Welcome Home Picks. Those are if you choose not to use Facebook, you'll get notifications on those platforms. But really. We post most of our stuff on Facebook, so um, you can, you know, definitely interact with us more there. And, and yeah, like I said, um, we will put up a post asking for those questions. But if you guys want to email us ahead of time, we like that as well. And we do love hearing from you guys. Um, we also, uh, if you are subscribing to us through iTunes or um, Google Play or whatever, um, we do like to get those reviews. They, again, they do help with the visibility. They do help other people find the podcast. Um, just, you know, give us, or, well, you know, be nice with your review. Don't just tell us we suck <laughs> because, you know, I mean, it's fine if you think that I'm, I'm okay I mean, with yeah, that. Yeah, but it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me why though, at least. Cause yeah, tell us why. Yeah. And, uh, you know, of course, don't forget to subscribe to the, to welcome home podcast. So you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, just about any podcast app that's available. If you search for Welcome Home and look for the Disney one, uh, that that is uh, that is us, and you can uh, go ahead and subscribe to us. Uh, of course, just a reminder to our listeners, as always, Welcome Home Podcasts for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company, and as such... Any and all opinions we express on this show are our own, so please consult a DVC representative, a cast member, for more information. Um, thank you again for, to uh, DVC Resale Market for sponsoring this episode. Join us next time for more Disney Parks to discuss, discussion and, of course, more DVC talk. Uh, and now is the part of the podcast where I tell spoilers from Endgame. <laughs> this is Skipper Albert Awald, the voice of the jungle. Signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. We do a hug when we hit a chair. How she can cut is no man's affair. I looked around from pole to pole, found her in a sugar bowl. Really?